Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18? That's Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. It is Friday, the weekend of Valentine's Day. We are getting ready. Everybody's in love. I'm in love with my wife, obviously. Bird, I'm sure you're in love with Keto. But there's other things that we're in love with. So, but Bird, what? I'm in love with the Miami Hurricane staff. What, what's with the staff? Well, we're cooking, man. That's what's going on. But what are we cooking? What are we cooking up here? I mean, again, are we, are we getting like a, are we getting a porterhouse? Are we getting a tomahawk or... <laughs> We just going with like a little bit, like you know, some chicken tenders. We getting that wagyu. Oh, we getting a wagyu. Yeah, the wagyu, okay. the wagyu fillet, the best Man. of the best. Bro, like it's funny. Here it is. Two weeks ago, everybody's crying. We don't have an OC. We don't have a DC. We don't have this. We it's don't a mess. Have that. It's a mess. But, but again, like, and I think we both said it is. I would rather you take your time and hire the right the right person and the right people rather than rush into it and have the same type of circus that we've had for the last couple of years. Now, Mario has literally broken the internet and just literally, you know, people got all mad. Oh, we lost BMAC. He went back to Georgia. We lost T-Rob. He went to Alabama. Okay. Well, let's just start with uh, what happened earlier. You get Gaddis from Michigan, home run higher there from an offensive perspective, right? Then – you get Frank Ponce to come leave his OC role at App State to come in as your quote-unquote quarterback coach. <laughs> you got Kevin Smith from Ole Miss. You got Alex Maribald from from um, Oregon. Um, you, again, your tight end still is kind of miss, you know. I think I hope it's still Coach Field. You know, I'd love for him to stay on that role, maybe a special teams role as well. But you get Kevin Steele, a die, Coach Salave, DVD. Like, you know, again, like the staff is really falling into place. Yeah. Well, look, they're all elite recruiters, right? First and foremost, right? Um, elite recruiters that that know that are going to go on the grind the same way that uh, that Cristobal does, right? He, he, you know, he's going to accept nothing less than that. Uh, but they're also really well-respected coaches as well. Um, right. You know, right. In, their, in their own right from, from everything that they've done. So, you know, um, man, I mean, this is, this is how you build a uh, – a championship type program, man. So you have to be able to get the right people in place at the right time with the right time of chemistry, but you still got to be able to perform on the field. Right. And, and I think we've talked about this on numerous occasions, but at the same time, here it is, you got guys who are willing to eat, breathe, drink, sleep, everything, what you're supposed to be doing 24 seven as a college coach. And this is where I think we've been missing this for a long period of time. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we couldn't, couldn't be, uh, couldn't be happier with the hires. Um, I like to think I was, you know, what, what we all wanted to know was just pretty patient. Like, look, let's trust this guy's process. And, uh, you know, he is, uh, he is definitely proven to, uh, 
you know, make, you know, be making at least what we assume is the right hires. I mean, I don't, I don't think you could have done much better than what you did really at all the positions. I mean, you could argue, Oh, so-and-so is better or whatnot, but uh, from an overall standpoint, man, I mean, um, he's swinging for the fences. You know, I know that they've been talking about this $8 million budget. Uh, honestly, I don't even think a budget exists. I think that they basically told him, look, we're going to win. Uh, we're putting all our trust, all our faith in you. Uh, right. Go do what it takes, whatever you need to do to get you know the people in to, to turn us into a winner, because they know how much winning is going to mean to the school, not just from a pride standpoint, but from a financial standpoint, right? Like they know whatever they spend is coming back. And you look at places like Clemson and Alabama, where they have made those blank check investments, um, and it's returned money way more times over than what they've spent. So, Well, not uh, just in money either. I mean, you look at... SEC, you know, you look at Alabama, Georgia, you know, Clemson, ACC titles, national titles, you know, uh, complete and and extremely talented players, like year in and year out. Um, you're not necessarily missing a beat. You know, you're not really gunning for those low two star guys anymore. Even though I think the two star guys really kind of what makes your team, you know, because they're I think they're hungry and they're dogs. Um, but your talent level now is going to be elevated because kids are going to want to play. Again, once you perform on the field, and again, I'm looking at this season, and again, I, we talked about it last week, that the way the schedule set up, this is a very easy 10-win schedule. We're going with a bowl game, now you're at 11 wins. You know, you want to throw maybe the loss to A&M, maybe the loss to Clemson, um, but I don't see anybody in the ACC with as much talent and with the amount of people returning that the University of Miami has. And I think this year, sky's the limit. Now, again, what happens if you somehow go out to A&M? And, and you're probably going to be an underdog, I would assume. Oh, you have maybe, to be. Maybe a four-point yeah. underdog, you know, give or take. Um, but, again, that's a winnable game. Like that, oh, That's a winnable game, right? Well, so here's a you win that. I'm saying that you win that literally – as long as you don't have any trip ups or any stumbles, and I don't think Mario is going to have that, just the way his mentality is set up, um, you could be looking at nine and 0, 10 and zero. You know, look going into Clemson. Ooh wee, yeah. But I mean, you know, here's the thing with that Texas and A and M game too, man. Um, you know, in my opinion, looking at the the week three schedule, uh, that is going to be a college game day, prime time. Fowler and Herb Street on the call at you know 8 p.m. on a uh, on a, a Saturday night, right? Like that's that's the marquee game that week, right? So we're gonna um, you know we're we're gonna have it going there, man, and we're gonna have the opportunity in front of the world uh, to put on and show what we're about. And you know I know going into this that you know um, we're gonna at least show up prepared and not get uh, not get embarrassed, man, like we like we have in the past. How's that food, man? Bro, you have no idea. <laughs> So, I, I got to say for the radio followers, man, but but he's he's in the corner of the screen just mowing dinner down. Like, <laughs> man, just eat on the camera. <laughs> man, Tijuana Flats came through with the DoorDash, bro. Oh man, I got tacos. I I can show you. No. I got I got tacos. <laughs> Some of your half bit taco, man. <laughs> you see, I was being like incognito. I was like this. I wasn't incognito. I, I knew exactly what you were doing. I, I muted it. <laughs> <laughs> You think I'd call you out, huh? <laughs> Listen, at the end of the day, food just came, but we got to do what we got to do, man. And then, oh, oh man, it's actually good. So, listen, go go ahead and take another bite, man. So I'm going to speak a little more here. 
<laughs> but yeah, look, you know, I one thing that every year I always, you know, try to hit that schedule and say, oh, we're going to win this many. We're going to win that many, man. You know, I, I don't think I'm going to do that this year, right? Because I got this attitude, man. Every single game on that schedule is winnable. You know, do I think that we can win them all? Yeah, I do. Do I think we will? You know, probably not, man. I think a lot of people feel that way about their their schedule and their setup, right? Like, you know, that they can go out and they can win every game that's put in front of them, man. But, you know, it's a hard season, right? You've got um, you got injuries that factor into place, right? You got, you know, you don't know what teams are going to be on the upswing and what teams are going to be on the downswing, you know? So you might look at it right now and say, oh, A&M and, um, you know, A&M and Clemson are the hardest ones. Well, you, you don't know if a you know, if uh, North Carolina is going to resurge or if a, you know, Virginia with Brennan Armstrong, if that kid's going to get even better, right? You just don't know until we get into the season, man. So all I know is North Carolina won't have Sam Howell. It's true. I mean, Virginia Tech's got a new quarterback. Virginia, uh, Georgia Tech, yeah, they have uh, Gibbs, uh, no, uh, Jeff Sims. But, yeah, Jeff they Sims. lose their best player and their running back that went to Alabama. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things that, that are really favorable for the University of Miami moving forward. Absolutely. And here's the thing, like, you, you, you got to have a couple things, right? First off, you have to have good coaching, right? And I think as much as, you know, I respect, you know, a lot of those guys that were here before, you know, I, I think the coaching staff is is obviously an upgrade. Now that we've seen who, who's come through there, right? So, you know, respect to the guys that were here, you know, I'll never talk bad about them and everything, but, you know, we've clearly had an upgrade in coaching. You know, most important thing is probably the players you have, right? So you've got a quarterback who's really proven that he can sling it on the field man you know he's proven to be you know a calm cool collected guy who can you know who can make the right reads um you know the, the more time you give him the more deadly he is right with the way he plays um you know if he's to go down i think you have a a, a really great you know high-end backup in garcia right i mean garcia and tvd were pretty much neck and neck last year until until jake got hurt right so you know if Tyler's to go down, you know, you know, the quarterback room's in, in good shape. Um, you got a lot of skill players, right? We don't need to list them all. Um, you know, you got a lot of skill guys that can get it done. Um, you know, and then you also have a head coach who's focused on the trenches. And those have been the downfall really over the last 20 years. I can't remember Correct. a time that we've been good in the trenches for 20 years, right? But now that's a focus. And I mean, you can see through, um, you know, all the way up to the, the most recent signing day, we're still in it for Josh Connerly. Um, you know, the, the attention on the defensive side of the ball with Nigel Leak and Cyrus Moss and, um, you know, Antoine Moultrie. Uh, well, I would, say this, I would say this, and I agree with you. I think the last time Miami had a legitimate O-line was probably 2013. Like, Shenshaw Henderson, Brandon Linder, um, yeah. uh, uh, Mongo, like Feliciano was there. Yeah. Like, they, they had a... And I don't want to say it was an elite O line, but mm -hmm. it was a it was a an O line who took pride, and they moved people. I mean, again, you had like Duke Johnson yeah. running the ball, Dallas Crawford. You know, yep. you had different people, but Peter. you got to have holes, right? You know, so yeah, yeah, man. I mean, but I mean, so so you know, I will agree with you there. And in, in the last probably twenty years, right, that has been the probably the best the offense has been right but i think if i if i'm remembering correctly our defense was kind of suspect back in the, back in that time it's yeah. always like the miami dolphins right you always had the miami dolphins either had a great offense and a horrible defense or a really good defense and just no offense right and which yeah. is crazy because you kind of need both in today's in today's time 
Um, again, yeah. they always say defense wins championships, you know, things like that. Um, but we really got to get back to the nucleus of having ball players like who mm-hmm. understand the game. And, and this is where I feel like Mario is really going to transcend. And he, again, you see it just by who he's bringing in as coaches and assistant coaches and coordinators. Like Mario, really, it's a strategic plan. And we all, like I said earlier, we didn't really know what he was going to do. And then it's like, you look at him like he's a genius. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. honestly, you look at him like he's a genius right now. I, I mean, you know, and, and, and the thing is, I mean, I know everybody, you know, is always uh, critical of the media. And, oh, they hate Miami and whatnot. Well, you know, honestly, since, you know, in the modern last 20 years, what have we given the media to respect us on from a national perspective? Nothing. I've really put anything out there. A couple of weeks in 2017, that's been it, man. But all these guys are now starting to come out and they're starting to grab attention. They're like, ooh-wee, what's cooking at Miami is serious, man. Which, you know, to me, you know, I know it, it feels like we're on our same thing again. We're on our off-season champs thing again, man. But it's different this time, man. I mean, it Correct. really is because of, you know, the unreal investment, the blank check type of investment that's going into the program, right? Um, you know, from a, you know, uh, resources perspective, from a facilities perspective, um, you know, the, the investment of these guys is serious, man. Um, you know, they're doing the off-season workout program. I mean, they don't even they don't even let these guys stop stop moving when they're grabbing water. They tell them to keep walking. You know, they yeah, keep it's moving. Yeah, the, the fourth quarter, the fourth quarter program or something that they're working on. Yeah, yeah, and Feld's intense, man. I mean, you know, I think we all could tell that by his videos and his antics, right? <laughs> but you know, I think his antics is just who he is, right? So it's not, you know, it's not just trying to be a, a social personality. I mean, I think that's how that guy is, twenty four seven, man. He brings yeah. it, and um, you know, he, he's going to continue to bring the intensity. But I was, I was kind of talking about the ingredients for a national champion, you know, for for a you know, to put together something special, right? Elite coaching, uh, you know, the roster, right? So on both sides of the ball, I think you have players that can that can fill those roles. Granted, some guys have to step up, man. But you mix that together with a little bit of magic and a manageable schedule, sky's the limit, man. So I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, we're, we're 10, we're 11, we're 12, we're yeah. 7. You know, I'm just going to say that every single week, man, I want to see these guys get out there. <laughs> bless you, bless you. Still, still fighting that COVID a little bit, guys. But but, uh, yeah, man, I just want to see him get after it, play hard, play intense, um, show up prepared, be in the right spot, take it seriously. You know, no, no goofing off, and you know, dancing in the background. You know, yeah, I mean, listen, act like like you've been there, like, and that's what I said. I've said this going back all last year, and like one of my biggest pet peeves was was, and I love the kid was Nesta, right? Yeah. But at the same time, like, act like you've been there. You know, here you're a senior, a four-year senior. Like, act like you've been there. You know, you don't have to make a tackle and run 20 yards down the field just to be like, look at me, look at me. Get back to the huddle, celebrate with your teammates, yeah. and get ready for the next play. Yeah. And this is where I feel like, you know, and you saw that with Mario with the one, I think it was maybe the receiver or something, um, as he, something happened and, uh, special teams. Was, or something. Yeah, it was in crunch. It was in crunch time, and he, I think he spiked the ball or something. But he walked he just, up. Mario got in, but literally, him, you yeah. saw the respect, though. He looked dead mm-hmm. in his face and said, "Yes, sir." You know, yeah. like act like you've been there. And and yeah. I think Mario's going to garner that. He's going to garner that respect. He's going to earn that respect from the players. And and I could just see. I've said this. Uh, I think about two, three weeks ago when we were talking. Um, I can see Miami in the CFP in the next three years. Yeah. Absolutely, man. 
I could see it this year. I mean, we just, you know, you got to catch lightning in a bottle, you man. Have to catch lightning in a bottle. That's a it's little. Not, yes, it's it's not well, an I expectation. I don't no, expect no, but, that. But if it does, it does. Yeah. If, like, if it does, it, it does. It can happen. It can. I mean, it's not, you know, in previous years with Manny, like we've been, you know, we'd have been killing ourselves if we ever thought that we could have won a big game, right? Yeah. Like like that because of all the uh, everything that they put on film, right? Big games, we get crushed, right? We look overmatched. You know, um, and we were very, very predictable, especially defensively, man. And I think that's why when you got in there and, you know, we played North Carolina that game, you know, you called it with Stacey Searles, right? And you're like, look, he knows he exactly, exactly what we're going to do. And he yeah. just let the defensive ends get in the backfield, right? And as soon as he did, they'd hand off the ball and they'd run it. And we made zero adjustments. The staff now won't let that happen, man. And, and this is why I'm wondering, do we go back to a, a traditional 4-3 potentially a three, four. Um, I think this is where Miami was predicated on, on that solid defense, but we'll talk about that after the break. We're coming up to it. You're listening to the can gang. You got bird on one end. You got Cole on the other end. We'll be right back. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungo by Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't, you I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tongue of Iloa. To a nigga Manuala Pola. Tongue of Iloa. To a nigga Manuala Pola. Tongue of Iloa. To a nigga Manuala Pola. Tongue of Iloa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information like your social security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva contra la caballota, la reina y mi cuyo. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
right, welcome back to the Kang Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio Channel 145. You're hanging out with Derek Coe and the Dirty Bird here. Uh, so, you know, we, we actually, go. I just uh, shot the link over and we got our boy Jordan, uh, former member, but but always a, a lifetime emeritus member of the uh, of the Kang Gang here. He's going to be jumping on with us here in just a second. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm no question I'm hype. I'm ready to go for this season as we, uh, you know, as we're running back in this thing here. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, coaches have been on point. You know, the recruiting and the, the roster uh, attention that we're getting right now uh, is just off the charts, man. Um, you know, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody who would disagree with that. You know, but it is it is kind of funny, like, you know, with rivals. And this is another way that I know that we're, that we're on our way. And we're that doing we're, the trending. Right things, we're that trending. We're trending. <laughs> you know, you, you take like the Gaddis hire, right? And, uh, you know, I know we don't we don't do this as a fan base. When our guys leave, we're like, hey, you guys got a great coach. T-Rob left. You know, hey, best of luck at Alabama. We get it. You know, good for you, right? You know, the, the crew went to uh, to Duke, wished them well. The crew that went to SMU, you know, wish all those guys well, right? And always will. You know, but um, when when you look at the rival fan bases, especially like the Gaddis situation, and uh, J-Man is just jumping in. Hey, J-Man, what's up? What's up, guys? Hey, Thanks buddy. for having me back on. Oh, dude! Anytime, man. You got you got a lifetime pass. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Jay, man, what's good? What's up, Joe? <laughs> what's up, brother? Man, how you been? Good. Life is good, man. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Um, we're obviously we're chopping it up talking about the staff. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Bird was getting into it about the well, uh, you know, yeah, finish Champ. Well, it's going into it, man, because you know, like when you look at the, the Gaddis hire and you see all the stuff from all these Michigan fans. Oh, he did whatever with the recruits, mom. I mean, that's here saying, you know, we don't know whatever. Right. But, you know, all they say is, oh, he wasn't that good. I mean, like, look, this guy broke a streak. His offense ran all over Ohio State this year, which say whatever about their their defense. Ran all over him, broke the streak, you know, got the win, got you elevated to the college football playoff, won the Broyles Award. And you're going to talk ill on this man on the way out? Like, Come on, man. You know, like, yeah. have some respect, right? Petty Jay, what's your take on what's your take on that, man? Dude, other fans are scared. That's it. That's exactly other, other teams. Before fans you scared. jumped on, that's what we were kind yeah. of saying. They're know? all scared. They're they're all very scared because yeah. the only thing that we're missing. I mean, so Miami will always have some relevancy, and you guys can appreciate this better than I can. It will always have some relevancy because of its location, right? It's a spot that everyone wants to be, everyone wants to live because of the weather, because of the scenery, right? Um, because, like, every, who doesn't want to live uh, that island life, right? That, that's coastal, palm trees, you know, beautiful beaches, Caribbean food, that type of stuff, right? Um, and we got the talent base in our backyard, so all we were missing was a committed administration, and now we have it. Because I'm an island boy. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Dude, I've been singing that song all day. That's why I came out. I'm an island That's where boy. Was. <laughs> Place, we sing a bang, I, go uh, da, 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 I think they live in Coral Springs, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I heard them guys live in Gainesville, everything, man. Yeah. Uh, so so technically, they're not island boys then. I mean, if they... <laughs> how, does, how does that happen? How does people go, go viral? I mean, like, you know. Because you're w- stupid. Listen, when's, when's the last time ever – that you would ever hang out in a hot tub, just two dudes just sitting there singing in a hot tub together. And you're Never, singing, right? I'm an island boy. Yeah, like, <laughs> what is that, man? Like, oh. 
crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. There's, there's another term that I would use for two guys in a hot tub, but I don't know if I can actually say that. <laughs> you better watch out, man. You better be careful. I'm I'm literally not going to say it. And Frank, I, Frank Fernandez is going to pop up in a, in a window on here in just, just a second. I'm just saying. <laughs> J-Man, tell me what's going yeah. on in the personal life. How's the wife going? What's going on, bro? It's good, man. It's good. So uh, September, we got we got a townhome, bought our first house. Boom. Hey. Moved in. Yeah. Hey. yeah. Right. So we've, we've been in there about, what, four months now, something like that. It's good, man. Life is good. Just working the day job. Nothing, nothing crazy. I mean, just being an adult, you know. Just so Salt, Salt Lake City, right? Yeah, Salt yeah. Lake City, right? So yeah, how still bummed, Salt Lake. How bummed are you with the, uh, you, you know, Miami has the the nostalgic fourth and fourteen, right? Yeah. How is that thirteen seconds going for you? Oh, dude, that was rough. <laughs> that was so really let rough. me ask you this. So I'm a proponent of this, right? Yeah. So again, first of all, let before and even let's talk about the thirteen seconds. First yeah. of all, if I'm a coach. Yeah. I'm not kicking it out of bounds because you're giving the ball to 25 with no clock on, with no clock, yeah. you know, coming off, right? With no time coming off the clock. Yeah. To me, you kick it high, you kick it deep to where either they fair catch it kind of within the five yard line or they run it out. And, yeah. you know, again, you're going to burn a little bit of clock, right? Yep. But then on the, on the last, forget the Tyreek Hill play, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. But on the Travis Kelsey, I don't understand if people don't understand this, this football logic, right? Yeah. When Kelsey catches the ball, he goes down on his own with three seconds left. Yeah. Why do you touch him? The clock does not stop in the NFL until point. you are touched. That's yep. a great point. I would let the do. Yep. I would listen. Run around all you want. I'm gonna yeah. kill the clock. Listen, you have three seconds. Why are you touching him? Yeah. And no, you can't call timeout, right? You offense can't call timeout because the play's not dead. Yeah. It's a fantastic point. Um, I mean, there was a few mistakes. Like, honestly. As soon as so they lined up for that first play from the twenty five, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw the you know three deep zone. They were lined up thirty yards back in a prevent. I knew it was it was overtime at, at that instant, right? Because um, there's just like you're essentially handing them thirty yards. That puts you at the Bills forty five. You're now ten yards away from field goal. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, field goal range. So like, why why do you run a prevent defense right there? That makes no sense at all. Correct. No pressure on the quarterback. I would yeah. I would have probably rushed four or five, got the ball out of his hand yeah. a lot quicker, come up, made a tackle. You know, and again, worst case scenario, yeah. you tackle him 30 yards down the field, yeah. they set up for a field goal. You know, yeah. I, I just as well as Buffalo play to come back to take the lead, mm-hmm. like just to give it up on two yeah. plays. And, and I just I feel like you gotta blame the special teams coach. Yep. Because or, or again, I don't know if that's um the head coach says, yeah, let's kick it out of bounds. You know, I mean, kick it through the end zone. All those things come into play, right? I'm sure the head coach makes the final decision yeah. on that. But to touch the guy, I think that was the the, the craziest yeah. part is, like, and yeah. Bird, well, I think we talked about this in another game, too. Um, could have been a Dolphin game or something. Yeah. Like, in college, obviously, you go down, the clock stops. Yeah. But in the NFL, until you're touched, you're live. Yeah. Right. I would have not have touched a dude. The, the only thing that gave me some solace – was walking away from that game and you know maybe i got my fan goggles on uh because i would say number one but i don't think you can walk away from that game and put josh allen lower than like second or third in the nfl i'm a big fan of that kid man you know i I mean to me like there's not a guy i'd rather have in the nfl right now you say second or third who do you think who do you have ahead of him 
Well, I think the only people you possibly could put ahead of him is Aaron? Mahomes and Rodgers. Yeah. But and, I think and, he outplayed Mahomes based on what happened I agree. on the I, AS title game. Yeah. Like literally Cincinnati completely just shut them down in the second half. I agree. I, I personally think Allen is the best overall QB in the NFL right now. But, you know, just being fair, I think yeah. you can make an argument for Rodgers and Mahomes. Oh, yeah. No, look. Yeah, go ahead, Bird. He's, he's tier one of a quarterback yeah. in the league, right? So it's, just, it's a question of how many guys are in that tier right now. And it's probably yeah. maybe three or four. I think the, I think we yeah. we nailed those three. Um, you know, Joe Burrow's coming up on that, though. I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Um, oh, he's he's amazing. I've been a big yeah. Joe Burrow proponent. You can uh, – I, I got all kinds of receipts from after he tore his ACL. And, uh, yeah. you know, every, everyone got real high on uh, Justin Herbert. And not to take away from Herbert because he's no. incredible. He's a Herbert's tier two, probably. Right? He's, right. Yeah, he's the truth. Like, you know, in almost any other class, he's, you know, the best quarterback in the draft class. He's, you know, um, he's, he's going to, like, contend for MVP, take the Chargers to all kinds of playoff appearances, like, no doubt. But I got all the receipts that I was like, no, you guys are sleeping on Burrow. <laughs> like, like yeah. Burrow just has some type of intangible quality to him that maybe close to the Brady factor, you know, that it's just like, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't necessarily come off. It's, it's not the way that Michael Jordan did it, where it was like, you could see it on his face. Right. It's like a silent killer, you know, type thing. Right. Cause, so, cause MJ was like boisterous about it where Brady was just, his demeanor didn't really change that much. Yeah. But you just you knew that you were doomed if if he had an opportunity. So I'm not, I'm not saying that this guy and I'm not putting Tyler Van Dyke on that level, but I do want uh-huh. to make a comparison between Burrow and and, and TBD. Yeah. They both have that same very cool demeanor, and the more time yeah. you give these guys to throw, the more protection you give them, the yeah. more deadly that they that they both are, man. Yeah, yeah, I. I love TBD. Like he's yeah. he's amazing. I'm so my my whole family besides me are big Packers fans, and uh, I'm actually really hoping that the Packers tank or you know get a top fifteen pick whatever, and are able to take TBD in the draft. So that'll be fun. And I'm <laughs> I'm actually and watch it be twenty years twenty yeah. years there at the Packers, and they have yeah. what would be sixty years in yeah. total of quarterback play. And fun fact, I'm actually a Packers shareholder, so. Oh, look at that. All right. Uh, all right. My yeah, it's because my dad's a big Packers fan, so he bought all of us some. But yeah, nice. so I would love to see TVD in Green Bay. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Well, but yeah, I, I felt for the Bills, man. I was yeah. really, I was really pulling for them. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, you know, it, it sucks to lose a game like that. Mm-hmm. But um, that was probably one of the greatest finishes, if not the greatest finish, to an NFL game yeah. ever. I agree. It just sucks to be on the losing end yeah. of it, but yep. And how about that Bills offensive staff now? Two guys with uh, South Florida connections. You have Ken Dorsey what? as offensive coordinator, and then Joe Brady as quarterbacks coach. Yeah. So love the uh, love the Ken Dorsey pick, right? And yeah. so with the Joe Brady thing, man, I think I I, I kind of feel like the only guy standing in the room with this opinion. But I was not a Brady proponent when he was. Oh, that's that should be yeah. our next OC. You okay. know, I didn't think he fit the the crystal ball mold right yeah. and not just from the from the standpoint of um you know he, he doesn't like to recruit but just yeah. from a standpoint of um that's kind of hard to explain i don't think he has a lot of experience right yeah you know i mean he had some time in the nfl with the saints and yeah. one magical season which hell 
<laughs> I could have co- or I could have coordinated and called plays for for that yeah. uh, LSU team and w- led them to a national championship, right? Yeah. Uh, plus, he was the secondary uh, offensive coordinator on that team. Steve Ensminger was the the first OC. Yeah. Then you go to Carolina, you get fired, right? I think he's great for yeah stepping into Buffalo and in the role yeah. that he did, but I just didn't get all the smoke around him coming here. I'm yeah. like, he's not that great. Well, I'm just. I'm happy that Ken Dorsey ended up with one of my teams, you know, (laughs) because I know the giants came into the fold and man, that, that would have just been the ultimate salt in the wound as if, you know, the three potential spots that Dorsey was going to go be a coordinator. And if, you know, the, the one he went to was the only one that wasn't one of my favorite teams. So (laughs) Jay, man, let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you think Buffalo is a, a, a solid, RB one away from being legitimate, the best team in the AFC. Uh, yes, I do. Because I just don't think Singletary is the answer. He's you know, not. again, yeah. you're going to rely too much on Josh Allen, whether it's his legs or yeah. his arm. Like, you really need somebody to help, and I think that's all teams, right? Yeah. And this is where I feel like I really want the Bengals to win. Yeah. Um, the Super Bowl, and we'll we'll get into that in, in, in a little bit. Um. But when you look at the two teams in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. you look at what happened with Cam Akers going down. But then you had Daryl Henderson, who literally like ran that team for the first mm-hmm. eight nine weeks. He was on my fantasy team. He was yep. unbelievable. Yeah. Then he gets COVID. <laughs> he gets hurt. Then they get they bring in Sony Michelle. Then you get Cam Akers back. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they they literally have Matthew Stafford again, number one overall pick. You know, years yep. back out of Georgia. Um, you know, they got like running back wise. I think they're yeah. solid at, at RB. Yeah. And this is where I feel like Buffalo is missing out on a solid RB1 Agreed. in order to help them propel to the next level. Well, I think it's fairly easy to track that over the last two years, when Buffalo has gotten good play out of Zach Moss and Devin Singletary, they have been the best team in the AFC. Um, you know, because those guys have both been very uh, hit and miss, very inconsistent. Uh, but if you look at the box scores of like the last four or five games of the season, including the playoffs, when the Bills were just red hot, looked like world beaters, it's because Devin Singletary was playing well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I would agree with you, you know, if they got even a guy like Kareem Hunt, you know, like or or just any guy that is a legitimate running back one starter mm-hmm. on a team that could, you know, average 90 yards a game, whatever, I think that they're going to be really, really tough to beat. I, I think Buffalo moving forward, you know, again, you, it's just. Yeah. You know, they're, they're Super Bowl odds next year, plus 700. Correct. That's what I'm saying. Like moving yeah. in the next season, like I, I think they got to be one of the clear cut favorites to come yeah. out of the AFC. Um, with free agency and on all those other things, you never know what's going to happen. And that's yeah. the same thing with college football because college football now is all free agency. Yep. You know, there's no commitments. There's no. uh you know, three, four year longevities. It's I'm going here for a year, you know, yeah. I'm going to go here for another year and then I'm going to see what's going to happen and maybe go here for another year. Yeah. Um, and, and unfortunately I think that's, that's troublesome, but yeah. at the same time, that's just, that's the world that we're living in right now with college yeah. football until the NCAA changes something. And I don't think yeah. they will. Yeah. It's, it's not going to change. Did you guys get those kind of vibes from Shamar Stewart? <laughs> But uh, it was kind of doing a trial trial run in College Station, and if not, he'll be back. He'll be well, back. Well, I Florida. think that's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Stewart would have been here if yeah. uh, if there would have been a little bit more time with it, right? And yeah. you know, I think we know, um, you know, Manny wasn't about the recruiting life, man. <laughs> you yeah. know, any any 
you know, player that, that I know or their family or any of that that I've spoke to, Manny had very little interaction with the, with the players and the family yeah. when they were recruiting. So, which tells you that with Shamar, there's no way he was he That's was up so there crazy. with Shamar. I mean, how are you not? This kid's yeah. in your backyard. So, um, you know, I mean, I think Shamar's coach or handler or whatever we want to call him, yeah, I guess a little bit of a goofball, and I don't yeah. really like when those guys come in and they make it about themselves versus, versus yeah. the player. Um, but I got no beef with the way Shamar yeah. did it, man. He picked up the hat. You know, he showed yeah. respect, I think, to Miami and was like, look, yeah. we'll all be home, but I want to run my own thing. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like, you know, Josh Job where he was committed and, you yeah. know, started playing all this sure. stuff with us. No so. disrespect to him at all. Hey, have, well, has uh, A&M announced uh, his handler as quality control guy yet or something? <laughs> Not, Not sure, yet. but we but we do have quality control called the break. So we're <laughs> up against the break. We'll be right back here on the Kang Gang Radio Show. Just give us a minute. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing. You're going to be home today, so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good a thing little nobody can crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. 
There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word won. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know. You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger. Because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 1249, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. All right, third segment here in the first hour of the Kang Gang Radio Show, chopping it up with the bird and our longtime compadre, J-Man, from the Salt Lake City, Utah. Um, J-Man, are you watching the Olympics? Or bird, you watching the Olympics? I know this is the Kang Gang Show, right? but at the same time, like, there's a lot going on in the sports world. Like, you don't watch the Olympics, bro? I, I haven't. I, I watched the Summer Olympics a little bit, but the Winter Olympics – Maybe Bro, some like, curling. I'll, I'll jump on for some curling. I do like curling, right? Yeah. I, I watched some the other night, but but I get into like a like short track. Yeah, like okay. a, a little speed skating thing. Like, like yeah. it's just how they dip and turn yeah. and like try not to hit them little hockey pucks or whatever. So, yeah. but yeah, man, like I just want to know if you guys are into some of the summer. I mean, the Winter Olympics. Yeah. You got the hockey team. You know, you got yeah. you got all things going on right now, Bird. Yeah. Like you gotta you gotta broaden your horizon, Bird. Look, I would like to, but there's been far too much going on around this team, man. Yeah. And, Listen, and then secondary only focus. This isn't my only <laughs> no, focus. I know that's the same with me, right? But I've also been watching the NBA, right? Yeah. And Who plus, cares about I've, had, the I've had COVID. Place. I've had COVID the entire yeah. time the Olympics have been going on. So, so the Olympics that gives are you a like, reason. That gives you a reason to watch it because yeah. you ain't doing nothing but sitting at home. Well, wait a minute. I'm, you sit at home I'm all sleeping day. a lot. I'm sleeping a lot. <laughs> Is it making you tired? Oh, absolutely. Drink a Red Bull. You'd be good to go. Drink a couple Mountain Dews like J-Man does. Oh, bro, that's it, right. it, ain't, it ain't like that, Look, man. That's, it's exhausting. I've gone through two since we've been sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, some things never change. Look, Co, you haven't had it yet, man, but chances Negative, are correct. chances are, at some point you're going to. Trust me, I yep. said the same thing. It was two years without it yep. for me. That exhaustion is real, bro. Oh, yeah, it's it very is. real. Like you can't even pick yourself up at times, and then you yeah. sleep and you wake up and you're like, "Oh, okay." Jay, yeah. you had it too. I had it back in August, first week. Yeah, of that's August. okay. Yeah, I do remember my, right as the season my, was getting ready. Yeah, my my smell still isn't right. Um, oh. My the old sni- the old sniffer, it's not quite right oh, yet. Man. Really? But yeah, um, I mean, it's not. It's like ninety percent back to to form, but some things just I know that they don't smell right. You know. Yeah. So. Oh man! Well, you know what don't smell right? What is all that money that A and M paid for all those? <laughs> yeah, I agree. 
That's I like agree. straight Texas cow dung. Yep. It I is. mean, they, listen. You look at the NIL, and I think yeah. the NIL is good to a point. Yeah. I, I think it's good because you know what? At the end of the day, the universities are making so much money off of these players. Mm-hmm. But then on the flip side, I always look at it like this: these players are getting a free education to usually prestigious, you yeah. know, universities, free room and board. They get a stipend. Yeah. You know, like now you want to sit there. So the other thing is, who's telling these kids about taxes? And them have to pay taxes on this money. Well, I, I mean, so the the NIL, I firmly believe that like the origins of the NIL was probably in good faith, right? Good intentions. But the problem is, is that there is not much about big money boosters or even schools as institutions that acts in good faith. Mm-hmm. That that's oh, yeah. the problem. That's the problem. Money, man. Yeah, like. Money. Like universities aren't good faith institutions. They don't, you know what I mean? Because they've they've been happy to collect tens of millions of dollars, if not hundreds of millions of dollars, off these kids and not share it for a long time. So why do we expect that when we try to put something good in place that they're not going to corrupt it anyways? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know the, the thing with that is, man. You know when you look at what we're doing here, right? Yeah. Um, you know, at least all our stuff. You know. When you when you see an NIL yeah. deal go out at Miami, you see a commercial or you see yeah. the actual player endorsing. Any of these other deals that have gone out there, man, yeah. you know, you don't see commercials going out. You don't see yeah. them putting it on their their social media feeds, pushing these things, which just tells you like that's a problem. Yeah. You know, and we're actually I don't in the second hour on this show we're actually scheduled to, we have it scheduled doesn't mean it's gonna come through but we're gonna have John Rees on tomorrow. Oh, nice. um, you know, in the second, uh, in the second hour too. So we can get really kind of deep into that. I know, you know, we've had some, some questions. I mean, you know, yeah. we'll tell him when he jumps on. I mean, you know, I think we've been cautious and, you know, trying to understand what's going on. Of course we appreciate everything, but yeah. Um, you know, kind of the whole thing that release is doing, he's throwing a lot of money and he's doing it very publicly, but at least, yeah. you know, every time we do, like I said, we're seeing, you know, the kids out there and they're tweeting it out and they're talking about, you know, life wallet and all the, the great things with the product. Right. And you're yeah. seeing their commercials get put up, you know, you don't see that at other, at other schools. And I think that's going to come back and it's really going to start to hurt all these schools, yeah. you know, all these other schools that are doing this stuff. Yep. So it's a, it's a, it's a crazy environment, man. I mean, it really, it really in a lot of ways is free agency. I mean, I think, yeah. you know, with it, um, you know, Florida has some of the most restrictive laws with regards yeah. to NIL, mm-hmm. um, but we're making it work. I saw something from Florida State earlier where, you know, they're all up in arms because, of, oh, we're getting beat by by out-of-state schools for this stuff, man. And it's like, look, stop whining until the rules change. Yeah. You know, just get up there and do what you can do with what you got yeah. like we've been doing. But and, they want to have a GoFundMe to help with their NIL. Bro, is that – how is that – like, like that's one of the things I look legal? at. How yeah. is that possible? Like, we're asking you to donate to us to give money to players. Yeah. Like, Bro, what are they? What are they advertising? You know, like it, yeah, it's, so, some of know. this stuff's gonna come back and hurt, man. I can tell yeah. you. Yeah, someone should audit the school's budget because it, it'd be public. You know, it it'd be public because the state uh, university. Well, you can like as a student. You know, I did when I went to Utah State. I did a research paper on on uh, school spending, and like mm-hmm. I could go over every dollar that was spent in the athletic program. You know, and it's like I was shocked at how much Utah State had going around. 
Oh yeah. You know, and I guarantee it's probably a quarter, if not less, 20% of the money that Florida state has going around. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, look, the, the thing is, there's a couple things that drive money into, into schools. It's not tuition, right? I mean, that's yeah. pretty much a wash for them. It's when they have medical in yeah. there, when they have medical institutions, that's a huge, yeah. huge draw for, for money yeah. and all their athletic programs. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even though they say, oh, you know, our Olympic sports don't make any money and football's got to cover that. Those Olympic sports don't take that much money to, to operate. Yeah. No, I mean, the they really sports don't. Are, yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's minimal yeah. compared to the big sports. Yeah, I mean, I a, lot of, a lot of times they're traveling around in a van or a bus, yeah. you know, or they have, you know, a little bit of airfare that goes into it. You know, yeah. it's, it's not as they make it appear. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just wish that there was more uh, transparency and honesty. I mean, that that's one of my critiques of higher education anyways, is that it's like, it's all fantasy land stuff, you know? It's like, yeah. why not just be honest about it, okay? It's like, hey, football makes up 30% of our revenue, and so we're going to treat it as a business, as a tentpole revenue-making institution yeah. for the well, school, and we're not going to saddle it with all these pretend sports you know, yeah. and I'm I'm not saying that they're not real sports. I'm saying, yeah. like, it they're they have pretend credibility because they're riding on the back of the football team. But then you know they're just like, oh, football isn't everything. It's like, yeah, it is, dude. Yeah. Look at your budget. But you have all politicians and everything, right? And it's yeah. the same thing, like with all the coronavirus stuff, right? Yeah. Like, you know, believe what you will, right? Yeah. But I mean, everything's made to be. You're either on this side of it or you're on that side of yeah. it. You know, and like. You know that they they want a divided nation, and a lot, and those are those same politicians are the same people that get involved, you know, at the at the level with these schools and stuff, and they're yeah. the ones that are going to help cover up, you know, yeah. different money, and they're the ones that are getting money, you know, funneled on the back end to them, and you yeah, know, the, the the whole underground society of the way money and power works in this country is is crazy, yeah. and yeah. college sports are part of it. Yeah, I mean, there's, so Borgalish. Borgalis just pointed off the goalpost. I was watching the UVA game from last year. Oh man, <laughs> why are you gonna why are you gonna bring up that that memory, man? I'm I'm seeing it going on right now on there. Yep. Oh boy, yeah, that was rough, right. man. I mean, you know what, that, at that point in the season, like I didn't care about the result of the game as much as like it just hurt that it was Andy. You know, yeah, correct. Well, I mean, yeah, we're all in a you know we're all in a you know group text with Andy. I think we all you know, yeah. communicated with him from time to time. But you know, I'll tell you what, man. Um, you know, that kid shook it off, man. You know, like he understands yeah. he's not going to make every one of them. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Fan base was fan base was going at him, and he just you know said, "Look, I'm not going to make all of them." Some cool. people, man. Some some of the stuff that you saw coming out of that, like it. Yeah. It made me appreciate better what the players go through, you know, because I'm sure Andy's not the only one. Nope. Like, I don't know. I was I was totally ignorant to some of the crap that gets said to our players. Yeah, it's you know? bad. And, I mean, it's it's not like I'm full of daisies, but, you know, I definitely yeah. never like well, that. <laughs> you know, I well, don't that, tag players and I don't say yeah. crap like that. You know? So that, that, that reminded me of something that he, that he shared in that group, group yeah. text with us. but. You know, there was somebody who messaged him was like, you know, just cursing him up and down and calling yeah, racial slurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're not going to repeat yeah. what was said, yeah. but it was bad because he missed a shorter field goal, right? Yeah. Which, which had a tough angle. And so he sends that. And then it goes, and then the guy sends a message like 45 minutes later when he hits a 55 yarder. And then he's like, oh, good yeah. stuff on the, on the, on the 55 yarder, though. Yeah, it's like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Like, How are you going to slide into this 18 year old kid's messages and then, you know, Basically, yeah. unlace them. 
call them all these ridiculous names, and then yeah. you're gonna gonna go be like, oh hey, good shit on the next one. <laughs> yeah, does he, he does he think that they're gonna what? be friends after that or What's wrong like, with people, man? I don't know. So so J man, question for you. Yeah. Shout out to the Canes basketball team now sitting at 17 and seven after yep. a 79 to 70 victory over Georgia Tech, dropping them to 10 and 13. But next time we take the hardwood, you're gonna be, be there. there. Yes, sir. Nice. Yeah, I'll be in Florida next weekend. Uh, what are you doing? So as you guys can see from my my handle below. Um, about the fans, formerly Stickers by AB. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a partner in that now. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. You know, uh, I think is it a monetary know. is it a monetary partnership? Um, yes. So I I I bought into it, but it was you know I I did it. Um, you know, AB hit me up and was just like, hey, I want you to be a part of the team. Um, so it was, you know, yeah, it, it just made a whole lot of sense and. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm helping him with some business stuff and mm -hmm. you know, kind of engagement type stuff yeah. and and uh, helping push the brand pretty hard. That's good. Shout out to a uh, shout out to AB, creator of the Kang Gang logo. Yeah, he's a great dude. He's a great <laughs> yeah. dude. One, he is. He's become a good friend of mine over the phone. Get get to meet him in person. Hopefully, get to meet you two in person if you uh, want to go to the UVA game. Unfortunately. My trip is very tight. I fly in on Friday night, out on Sunday night. So, so when you, what time are you flying in on Friday? Uh, I fly in on Friday. I land at like 9 p.m. And then what are you doing? Um, so I'm staying with AB Saturday. This is why I'm coming in town is we have a photo shoot um, where we're going to brand some of our gear and, you know, just kind of make our website real pretty. And then uh, Sunday he was going to show me around town. And then I'm out that night. So gotcha. it's a super quick trip. Didn't have a lot of money that I could spend on it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, AB's put me up. I didn't want to keep, keep his family burdened by me for too long. So <laughs> well, tell him if he needs anybody to, to model or to promote his, you know, or your guys is about the fans, uh, attire. I'll be more than happy to kind of promote for you guys cool. as well. Yeah. All I, I did. Sure. I did shoot him in a shirt idea that I think you guys are going to do too. I'm sure, not sure if he okay. told you yet. But uh, we don't. We can't say that one on air because it's okay. gonna be good. Some sort of Florida State game, though. Okay. But, uh, well, but yeah. I'll, ju I'll jump on the uh, the Twitter account and check it yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, okay. you'll see it on there. So yeah, good stuff, man. Yeah. Well, congrats with the um, you know with the with the partnership over there. I mean, obviously, yep. you know, you know, we're uh, we're big fans of uh, of AB and, and yep. you as well. So good stuff there, man. Yep. So Super Bowl, man. What's your, what's your pick in the Super Bowl? What do you think is gonna happen? Honestly, this is the rare Super Bowl that I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, my head tells me, my brain tells me that Aaron Donald and Von Miller are going to feast all-you-can-eat buffet on Joe Burrow's offensive line. Uh, that's what my head tells me. But, you know, as we spoke earlier, like the, the legend of Joe Burrow is being written before our eyes, right? Yep. So there's no way that I'm going to pick against him. I'm just going to have to submit no pick. <laughs> you get that heart versus head thing, right? Exactly. You know, heart exactly. says Burrow, head says head says Rams. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. I agree with yeah. that. I mean, I think I got to go. I, I, I want to see the Bengals win, and that's who I'm going to pick, even though, yeah. like you said, you know, head and everything else tells you tells you differently, yeah. man. But sometimes you can't uh, you can't measure somebody's heart. And I think Burrow's yeah. heart's huge, um, yeah. and Jamar Chase is is the real deal. Um, 
yeah, so we'll, we'll see, man. Yeah. But you're talking about having Jalen Ramsey probably cover Jamar Chase one-on-one the whole yeah. game. You're yeah. talking about the best corner or the best cover guy in, in the NFL against, you know, really an up-and-coming yeah. you know, wide receiver um, in Jamar Chase. And, and I want to see how much time Joe Burrow has with the defensive line, with the Von yeah. Millers and Aaron Donalds coming through. Because Cincinnati's O-line is kind of suspect. So it's very but, suspect, yeah. I mean, obviously, we have nine sacks against uh, KC. Yeah, you know, Tennessee. So, yeah, Tennessee. So yeah. if he doesn't have time to throw the ball, I just don't see that being a game. But yeah. at the same time, if you give him time, I think he, he can pick the secondary apart. So it'd yeah. be interesting to see what happens with Joe Mixon. How do they how do they mix him into the yeah. fold? Because a lot of teams don't run really well against that that yeah. that front four of of the Rams. Yeah. Well, and then. You know, for for the Rams as well, like Cooper Cup putting together literally the greatest wide receiver season of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, just, if you go by numbers, you know, I mean, it's it's not getting all the publicity because he's not an overly flashy player. Um, but the guy is open literally every play, <laughs> which, which is incredible. Um, and, you know, what was he second all time in receptions this year? Second all time in yards, then like then like tenth in touchdowns or something like that. Yeah, the greatest season of all time by a wide receiver. Yeah, and if you listen to him, he's so technical in the in the terms that yeah. he uses and whatnot too. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be entertaining, right? Um, yeah, so and we'll, uh, and I feel like it's hard it's hard not to like Matthew Stafford, very likable guy. Um, yeah, you know. Uh, so honestly, there's. Like I'm gonna feel good about this Super Bowl no matter what happens. You know, I I'd love to see yeah. Stafford win one. I'd love to see Burrow win one. I'll probably be cheering for the Bengals, but I'm definitely not gonna feel bad if the Rams win. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I know we're coming up on the uh, on the break here, man. But I just gotta say, just real quick from both of you, Detroit Lions, man, are they the worst franchise of the, all the pro sports over the past say 30 years? Uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, they're they're a really good Sacramento Kings run in the early 2000s <laughs> away from, you know, yeah, but yeah. All right. Well, listen, we got to go to break here. Listen to the Kang gang radio show, Sirius XM channel 145 slam radio. We'll be right back on the flip. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok and you're listening to slam, slam radio. radio. Sirius XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It does, you I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tongo Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General, at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva Potra, la caballota, la reina y mi cuyo. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Number two here on the Kang Gang Radio Show, man, it was uh, it was good talking to the J Man. Obviously, we haven't talked to him in quite a while, and it seems like he's doing well. And congrats to him and AB, you know, get, getting their thing going. Um, you know, it'd be exciting to see how that how that you know how that blossoms for for each of those. You know, uh, yeah. you know, you can, you can only do so from a business perspective, right? And I've been part of this. You can only be so loyal to Miami because you can only put out so many products, right? You're not licensed by the CLC. You're not licensed by the school, things like that. So you got to be very careful on what kind of content you put out. You know, again, if you're not using like the, the U logo or if you're not using the Miami fonts, you know, things like that, then you can make what you want to make, you know? So, but, and, and all things considering too, like, like it makes more sense to be able to blossom out, and start doing other type of schools as well. Because obviously, you know, you remember Flippy Mags? Let me, you remember Flippy Mags? Are you familiar Ooh. with Do you No, know? not really. No, I don't think so. So they're magnets, but obviously it was two-sided. So they were real big Miami people, um, started doing it in Miami. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they started doing, they saw that people were catching off. So they just started doing all these other schools in, um, you know, Florida State and Florida and UCF and Alabama and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So what happens is you're not now you're not limited to one type of fan base. You know, now you have a market that's, you know, created, you know, I don't want to say na- nationwide, but it be- mm. could it could become nationwide. Like, you know, what yeah. they about fans. Listen, it, it's it's all about the fans, right? So uh mad props to them and you know, let's see what happens with them, you know, moving forward. Yeah, absolutely, man. Always happy uh for our guys over there, man. So want to keep seeing big things coming out of those guys. So good stuff, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a proponent of, of buying, you know, buying products and making sure that we support. Um, yeah. that's what we do. So, anyway. well, when there were stickers by AB, man, I got I got my entire uh, <clears throat> my entire tailgating cooler is all uh, is all stickered by AB, man, top to really? bottom, man. I probably got twenty or thirty of his stickers on there, man. Yeah, I I couldn't decide which just which one I liked, so I just got them all. <laughs> the hard the hard thing too is you know when you when you're looking at when you're looking at products where you're looking at merchandise or you're looking at, um, you know, apparel, whatever it's, you can only, you can only buy 
well, I say you can only buy so much, but you can only buy so much. And and again, when you're when you're kind of in that business, you got to kind of see what's taken off, what's not taken off. Because again, you got to supply inventory, and you don't want to be sitting on inventory for something that's not moving. You know what I mean? So you know you can't have too many options for people. Uh, you know what I mean? Because this way, you know, now you're stuck with all this inventory. So it, it's a fine line. I did it. You know, obviously back in in, in 2008 when I created the um, the hand shirt um, that kind of like blew up, like mm-hmm. it was hard, man. It was hard trying to keep so much content and so much apparel like in inventory. Cause you didn't know who was going to buy this color or that color, you know? And, you know, good thing I had a guy that was, you know, willing to kind of drop ship and, and print the next day for me and things like that. So um, yeah. that, 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 that helps, you know, but at the end of the day, if, if I got to buy a thousand pieces and sitting on those thousand pieces, you got to make sure you move those thousand pieces, or else you're oh, stuck. Yeah. <laughs> you're stuck out of pocket. You're eating, you know what I mean? <laughs> eating all that, bro, for sure, man. So, so what else Good is going stuff. on with you, man? What else? What else is going on, man? Just trying to kick this Rona, man. Just you know, I'm at the, with you. Oh yeah, I'm at the point today where I've lost, uh, where I've lost my sense of uh, smell and uh, and taste. So I've oh. still got it a little bit. Yeah, it's uh, it's brutal, man. Brutal. You know, and uh, today was just a really rough day, man. Just uh, was trying to work and um, just unbelievably tired. Um, it was rough, man. It was rough, but you know, hey, we're gonna we're gonna make it through it, man. That's for sure. So, man, I tell you what, if just put your head down, you know, take your vitamins, you know, whatever medication. Are you taking any meds? Ah, uh, just you know, whatever concoction the wife has for me, man. Gotcha. You know, and all that stuff, man. So does, does, you know. does uh, keto have any meds? I'm gonna ask you that. <laughs> <laughs> What's that got to do with it, man? That's I'm just asking, I, I don't know. I don't know if keto. You know, it's a diet, right? But they they might have some herbs. Or I don't know what they yeah. do, man. But uh, no, it's it's important, man. Maria's the same way. She always makes sure that you know. Again, if like you know, obviously I have real bad shoulders because like I've been working for almost 30 years above my head, you know, being an electrician. But it's, you know, when they start to, you know, flare up, it's okay. Hey, you know, let me give you Advil. Let me give you this. You know, are, are you okay? Yeah. You know, try this. So, you know, the wife's, yeah. the wife's hold it down, man. We're just big babies, bro. That's all there is to it, man. You know? I, I, you know what? At the end of the day, uh, <laughs> that's exactly what, what we are. You know it's true, bro. You know it's true. <laughs> we are big babies. <laughs> what up? So. So obviously I got I got a text today um, from from your boy I say your boy but it's our boy our boy uh, Double D you know right. you know as, as Grayson calls him you know it's not even just Derek it's it's Dolphin Derek yeah um, remember you know, he got yeah. mad he got mad that I put uh, that I put his name as that in, in the phone man he's like man don't call me that I'm like bro that's Dolphin your Twitter Derek. name that's I mean that's that's your persona man that's just like that's just like me I don't think I don't think you've ever called me Ryan <laughs> I just have you bird. ever yeah uh, I've always been so. Bird. You know, even when we're just when we're just kicking it, man, it's just that's our that's our fan personalities, man. You got to roll with it. <laughs> I mean, it, it's crazy. You know, you, you think about that stuff. You know, how? So the other day, I don't know if you noticed. The other day, the other day, I was all up in my feelings, man. Like I just something bothered me, and like I took the social media and I just kind of I put some stuff out there. You know, at, at the end of the day, you you want to think that you know you have genuine friends that you they're like they're genuine, they're legitimate, good people. Um, I always try to do my best to not cause any waves or, or stir the pot. Like I try to, if there's an issue, I try to make men's, you know, just I'm, I'm that person. Right. But, but at some point I feel like, and there's that old saying that you can only count like your true friends on one hand, you know what I mean? 
And, no. you know, maybe both hands, you know, maybe if you throw both hands in there, I mean, like, like genuine that will do anything for you, got your back, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I feel like I put myself out there to try to befriend and, and, and kind of help other people. But yet I feel like sometimes it's not reciprocated and like, sometimes it bothers me, you know what I mean? Then I'm thinking to myself, like, who cares? Like, I'm just going to continue to be me. And if, if people don't like it, you know what, then, you know, go fly. Keep it moving. Keep Bro, it listen, moving, baby. pound sand, kick a rock, you know, jump in the lake. I, I don't really care, <laughs> man. you know, because again, I feel like, I feel like the phone goes both ways, right? Yeah. Like, I shouldn't have to be the one continuing to call people saying, Hey, what's going on, man? What are you doing? Like if my phone ain't ringing, like at some point from, from other people thinking to myself, well, dang, like, are you guys like really my friends or are you just, you know, somebody I know, you know, cause to me, I think we have a lot more acquaintances than we actually do friends. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, you know, I just think, uh, I don't know, man. It's tough to comment on, you know? Yeah. I mean, it is what it is, right? I mean, at the end of the day, like yeah. you're either a friend or you're not a friend. You're yeah. a friend or a foe, right? You're a friend or a foe. Yep. Yep. I'm with you, man. You got, you got legitimately 10. Let me ask you this. You can, you count 10 legitimate, like legitimate friends. Yeah. I could. That's good. Yeah. I would be, I would be hard pressed. Yeah. No, well, I say that. I mean, I probably can get 10, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like outside that, it's like, hmm, are they really my friend or just somebody I know? And yeah. again, we meet a lot of people through whether it be social media, through football games, uh, you know, stuff like that. But like, like I've had one, like my best friend I've had since we were 10 years old, man. And I can go a year or two without talking to the dude. And then when we finally link up, it's like never missed a beat. You know never what I mean? Never missed a beat. Yep. But, but that, that, that's a friend there. You know, that that's a friend. So yep. anyway. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what's going on. Obviously we kind of hashed it out a little bit, but there's a lot of things going on at the university of Miami right now. And yeah. obviously spring game, you know, kind of got announced. It's going to be at, at, you know, I still call it Lockhart stadium. I mean, I think that's a tentative site. Um, it's the drive pink stadium, wherever the inner Miami play right now. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm with that, man. Look, I mean, a nice, nice, intimate venue, right? Um, you're there. You know. Like, you're into it, bro. It's literally oh, yeah. 15 minutes from the crib. <laughs> oh, dude. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm all about it, man. It's probably 45 minutes from the house here, something like that. So I'm uh, I'm all about it, man. Be good times. Look, I don't care. I just want to see those guys get out on the field and, um, you know, just want to just want to welcome all the, the new coaches, welcome all the people that are back back. And uh, you know, just be uh, just be ready to just be ready to roll this year, man. That's what it's all about. Well, the funny thing is, like I look forward to the spring game because, like, literally, once a spring game comes and then it ends, I mean, you're literally talking about four months before a season gets here. You know, like, I think it's April 16th, and then if I'm not mistaken, um, I want to say we have the Hall of Fame banquet that you know, coming up that Thursday. So. Um, I think that's the 21st. Matter of fact, maybe we should shoot Vic a text and see if he wants to chop up real quick. I'll and, shoot him a uh, message now. Yeah, yep. um, because I, I think that's going to be fun. Obviously, you know, you got two things back to back. Obviously, you're going to get to see the new coaches in action. You're going to get the players action. You know, again, it's probably still going to be vanilla. You don't want to go through spring and then eventually or potentially have some type of injury, right? So, you know, it'll be good to see some of the backups. You might see, you know, a lot of Jake Garcia, um, let me ask you this, Bird. <clears throat> Let me ask you this. 
with Mario coming in fresh fold, you know, again, you're bringing in, you know, you, you get, uh, you get Gaddis as your OC slash wide receiver coach. Now you bring in Ponce. Like, is there a legitimate quarterback competition or is it TVD until something happens? Well, look, there should be right. Like, and, and I don't, I don't mean that like, but I think across the board, every position should be open, right? Because there's, you know, especially with the new coaching staff, you know, these guys haven't earned anything in front of in front of Morio and all the new assistants, right? So it needs to be wide open, right? Um, I think it would take a lot <laughs> for Jake to to bury Tyler on that, right? Just you know, because you're going to look at the the tape from last year, and you know, you've only got a little bit on Jake, and you got a lot on Tyler. <clears throat> you know, you got a lot of really good tape and. Not very much bad on, on TVD from last year. So um, it would take a lot, but, you know, look, they need to walk in there and say, hey, every job is up is up to be earned, right? Because that's the mentality that they uh, that they need to have. So but, you're saying you don't think TVD is going into spring as QB1? I think he takes the first team reps, but I think, you know, the, what, I, what I think hasn't happened is they haven't told him, yes, you're guaranteed to be the starter this year. Well, I don't think there's any guarantees because, again, you know, you, you could have potential injuries. Um, I, I just – and, again, you know my stand. I've been a TVD guy from day one. Um, yeah. Not saying that Jake's not a, a, a solid quarterback. I just yeah. think that, like, Tyler has – I think he has earned it. You know, yeah. again, through his play, you take away – you take away really a bad game against Carolina, a bad first half against Carolina, and – kind of a bad first half against Virginia. Other than that, I mean, again, he puts you in position to win the Virginia game. We missed a kick, right? So that game, he brought us back to win that game, and we missed a kick, and we lost that game. Correct. The, Car- the Carolina game, again, you put yourself in a hole. You had a couple of bad interceptions. But the second half, you kind of turned it around. Um, and, again, we talked about this before where I feel like that last play, that RPO over the middle – I just don't like that play call. No timeouts. Like to me, you, no. you take that fade route out there. You take, and if it's not there, the ball goes out of bounds, right? And then again, you set up for a field goal. Maybe you potentially go back to overtime, you know. And then no, who knows what happened? Yeah. You can't even talk about the Florida State game because he came back and, and put us ahead. Well, look, both of those, both of those situations, right? Well, really, even the Florida State game, you can throw into it too. You know, there's questionable clock management in all three of those losses, right? You know, now with building the structure and putting, um, you know, putting more analysts, you know, more coaches, I mean, you know, we're, we're doubling, maybe even tripling the size of the the staff that's in there. You know, we got to have very clear defined lines. Like there's two or three people that are just going through every clock management scenario imaginable. Right. And because, you know, if there's that stuff gets going quick, man. I mean, think about that. You know, we were talking to J-Man earlier about the Buffalo call and just a series of events like you almost don't even have time to, to call that. Right. So you got to have somebody who's on the, you know, who's in the headset, who's in the ear, you know, a couple of people really that are, you know, going through every scenario. Hey, watch this, watch that. You know, this is what we need to do. We need to, you know, set for the field goal. Right. Like you said, you know, with the, um, with the Virginia situation, you know, Manny should have stopped, walked right over to, to Andy and said, where do you want the ball? We're going to go for the field. goal. We're going to play for the field goal. Where do you want us to put it? Right. Um, and, you know, stuff like that, wasn't happening last year, man. So, you know, I think that with the close games, um, you know, that the, the clock management's got everything to do with it, man. And yeah. having analysts and everything in place that are upstairs that are watching that, which, you know, I mean, what, what do I always say about what was crazy last year? 
no coaches in the booth. Or if you did, you had a couple analysts up there, man. I want I want both coordinators upstairs, so, man. Let, let me ask you this. If you take into if you take Mario, let's let's look at that Virginia game. If Mario's the coach there and it's first down on the 15-yard line within a minute and a half or whatever it is to go, does Mario go for the win or does he play safe and go for the field goal? It's tough to say, man. I mean, you know, we, we don't know. We're not, you know, we haven't seen those type of scenarios uh, from him yet. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It's, it's tough. I, I think he honestly probably plays for the field goal. I think you play for the, for the win. I mean, look, and, you know, I know you and I have been in varying op- opinions on that. You know, I know you say, hey, let's go for it. And the whole time I was there, I'm like, we're going to set it up and we're going to set up for a field goal and we're going to walk out of here and win this thing. But he's thinking you know? about it, right? They, they literally, they drove all the way down the field. Like you were, and then you settle for two plays up the gut and then a TVD kind of, you know, let me just get it over a little bit, you know, to the middle of the field. And, and like, bro, take a shot. Like, yeah. like again, but, but so here's the thing, right? If you play for the win, like against Carolina, and then you throw a pick, then, then you have the fan base. Oh, why didn't you just play for the field goal and, and win by one, you know? So yeah. it's always a fine line, right? There's always yeah. that fine line on what do you do, what do you don't do. Well, I know, um, I know we're coming up on break, but I do want to throw one thing in before we go there, man. You know, the fact with – you know, we know there was a lot of internal – whatever going on between the coaches and look, everybody wasn't on the same page with those, with those calls. Right. I think with this staff, the one thing is like, whatever the, you know, whatever the call is at the end of the game, every one of those coaches and every one of the players is on the same is in the same corner of, you know, Hey, we were all going to to win it right before, you know, you probably had half that were saying go for the touchdown half that were saying go for the field goal. Yeah. So, well, we're going to break here. Gang gang radio show. Two more segments to follow. We'll be right back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing. You're going to be home today, so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good a thing little nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 
Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. You know, something that we forgot to talk about, which I think is very important, is the obviously it's we're not Friday yet. We always act like it's Friday, but it's not Friday. It's only <laughs> Thursday night, blah, blah, blah. You know, the Olympics are going on. This is going on. But the Hall of Fame nominations finalists are tonight and waiting to see whether or not Reggie, Andre or Devin get in. Um, it's going to be interesting. Could you imagine? So right now, if I'm not mistaken, I believe we have 10 Hall of Famers. Um, and I really can't name them all off the top of my head, but I think we have 10 Hall of Famers. Um, you want to pull that up, Bird, you're more than welcome to, but I think yeah, we have 10. It. I think we have, let me see if I can name any. Um, I mean, obviously you have Sap, you have Ray, you have Ed, um, you have Mike, I think Ted Hendricks. Um, all right, here we go. We're pulling up the uh, schools with the most, right? Miami, Florida has nine. Nine? Yep, and of those nine, here's here's the ones that we've got. We got Ted Hendricks, right? I said that. Hold, let me think. Uh, let me think. I, I said Ted Hendricks. I said yep. Ray Lewis. I yep. said Michael. Michael Irvin. Irvin. Um, hold on, hold on. I said Ed Reed. Yep. 
Hold on. Ted Hendricks, Michael Irvin, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed. Give me a real old Raider. Quarterback and uh, Jim Otto. Jim Otto, correct. Jim yep. Otto. Yep. Um, Seven six. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Cortez Kennedy. Yep. Oh, Warren Sapp. I said Warren Sapp earlier. Okay. Um, Cortez Kennedy. Um, Bill's quarterback. Jim Kelly. Yep. Edron James. Yep. There we go. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, look, we could legit get three in. I think you got uh, you got Andre, you got Reggie, which I think it's tragedy Reggie didn't get in last year, right? Yeah. Um, and then Andre. Yeah, you got Andre. So, so think about that. That's, if they, Vince, Vince is up this year, isn't he? No, no, no. So what happens is he didn't get to, he didn't get the finalist. These are actually who tonight mm-hmm. is they determine who gets in. So uh, Reggie, Devin, and Andre made the finalist. So Vince didn't make the final cut as, as, as a first first ballot Hall of Famer. But think about that, though, right? If you get those three in, which I think are legitimate, you know, those are in. That's 12. Um, I think Vince does get in eventually. That would be 13. You got Frank Gore, who is a definitive first ballot Hall of Famer. That's at 14. Um, and, and after that, it's, it's it, you know, maybe you throw maybe potentially like a, a Greg Olson, maybe a Calais Campbell. Like, it's yeah. going to be – far-fetched after that to see anybody getting in so you know what's crazy on this list what's that <laughs> miami has more than all the other florida schools combined oh correct i think alabama doesn't alabama have the most i, I don't have a computer like uh notre dame is notre actually. dame, notre dame, notre dame, notre dame and usc both have 13 but we're talking leatherheads back there right on, on most of those but again so. if you get if you get three in right now that's at 12 yeah oh we're coming for it man look that's 12. Yeah. Wow. You know, what's crazy is all these guys are starting to, um, you know, not so much the Hall of Famers, but all those players from like the 2001s and all that, all these guys are having all their legacy kids come through, man. Yeah. See all this. I saw, I saw Joaquin's kid is uh is a quarterback and uh, you know, he's, I think he's at Columbus. Right? Yeah. He's at Columbus. Yeah, he's at Columbus. He's probably freshman, he's a sophomore, so, freshman, freshman, sophomore. sophomore. Yeah. yeah. He's younger. But uh, Martin Bibla, his kids, uh, his kids are recruited. I think his name's Magnus. He's, a, he's an offensive lineman. Yeah, um, but they also wrestle. They they wrestle a lot too. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, they're big. But yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these guys are starting to come full circle on us, man. Obviously, you know, all the running backs got their kids out there. Uh, Eden James is going to uh, Howard University. Correct. Edge's kid. But um, Edge has another kid too that's actually a really good basketball player. Oh yeah. Solid basketball hmm. player. Hmm. I think um, who else has kids? Devin has Devin has a little like an eight year old or nine year old who's just yeah. a burner. Yeah, I saw I, I saw him running at the spring game in Orlando the other. Yeah, man, there. it's it's crazy. Yeah, I'm trying to think what time does I wonder what time the banquet is. Yeah. I, I wonder when they when they announce it. So did you uh, hear back from Vic or no? Uh yeah, he said he can't get on till nine forty, so we'll probably be oh, done by then. We'll probably be done. I don't know what they up <laughs> to, but so, so hey, I wanted to I wanted to pull something. Did you see? Today that the uh, the high school that Mario is going to go give the uh, commencement speech at the football banquet for is McLean, right? Lake oh, Gibson. McLean School, yeah, in Lake yeah, Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, bro, it's it's chess, not checkers. Oh my gosh! I mean, like that's that's a power move, man. I mean, um, as I recall, that Lake Gibson, I believe that's a Florida pipeline, right? And it well, anything out been. of Lakeland, right? Because you have you have yeah. that's Polk County. Like you look at the you it's look like at the Pouncy, but you look at the yeah. Pouncy boys. 
Um, yep. Even the running back that played with the Pounces, you know, he went to Florida as well. Um, Lakeland is usually a Florida, you know. Obviously, you got yep. a little bit of momentum. You know, obviously, Lance Leggett's up in that area. He's kind of pushing, huh. you know, some stuff, you know, with his uh, – Taste one boiled peanuts. Taste one boiled peanuts, man. I'm gonna, you know I'm gonna check I mean? those things out, man, for sure. Yeah, give a little peanuts, shout man. out to uh, Taste One Boiled Peanuts. <laughs> we so. got to get him on, man. We got to have him come on and hang out with us, man. No doubt. But yeah, Ooh. I mean, look, I, I think that's a boss move, man. Like you know, going and having a head coach go and give a you know commencement speech at a uh, you know at, at a high school that's a Florida pipeline with yeah probably the number you know arguably the, the best recruit in the nation. Well, the best – I think he's third in the nation and one yeah, in the three. state. So. Yeah. Well, you know who number one is, is, uh, is uh, Arch Manning. Yeah. I mean, and again, people were all up in arms because, like, uh, Miami do you think he's, offered. Do you think he's that good, or do you think his name has him as the number one? I think his name – so here's my thing. And I posted it on my story a little bit ago um, on my Instagram story, like a throwback Thursday, right? Um, at the end of the day – there's like today I posted for throwback Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright was Mr. All American coming out of California, came to Miami, five star recruit, Gatorade National Player of the Year. Problem is, you had four different offensive coordinators your whole time here. Like, like it kind of hurts you a little bit, right? Um, you can be a stud, but you can go to a school and I think maybe you get into the wrong system. Uh, maybe you don't run the same type of offense that you were running, you know, in high school. Today, pretty much everything's a spread, right? It's a shotgun. No one's really under center anymore. You know, no one's really a drop back passer. You know, everybody just wants to stand RPOs, you know, spread options. Um, so it's a different. The game, the game is completely different than it was back then. Um, I think Archie's, I think Archie's actually good. Um, but again, I, I still think he ends up at Ole Miss. Oh yeah, I've been well. The the whole time when they tried to they tried to honor Eli and they painted the end zone Manning, I'm like, oh, that ain't that ain't for Eli. That was for Arch. That was Lane Kiffin straight up for, for Arch, man. I I mean, you got to do something at, at some point. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Listen, we, we've had some we've had some studs come through here. You know, I look at some of the – if we would pull up our, our five-star recruits who did not pan out. I mean, I could name three right off the bat. Well, actually, I could probably name more Ryan than that. Moore, Ryan Moore. Ryan Moore. Willie Williams. Willie Williams. Who would you say? Reggie Youngblood? Yep. So Reggie Youngblood, Willie Williams, uh, Ryan Moore, Kyle Wright, mm-hmm. um, Marcus Forston, mm-hmm. you know, out of Northwest. I mean, look, you can look at that whole Northwest. Here's a funny story. Fun, I probably shouldn't put – well, whatever. It doesn't matter. So <laughs> one of my one of my really, really good friends, um, he's a probation officer. So he calls me about a week ago, and he goes, hey, do you know Darius Johnson? I said, yeah, number four. I said, why? He goes, he's one of my, he's one of my POs. <laughs> and I'm like, what? I said, what do he do? He's like, oh, a bunch of burglaries. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, so I kind of, uh, I'm like, yeah, man. And I guess he, he said that uh, when Aldarius came in, like, I guess he had some Miami stuff. He's like, oh, you know, I play for Miami. So yeah, I know who you are. <laughs> he's like, you came in with your Corey and all those guys. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, <laughs> So, so yeah, why know, are you here? So why are you here? <laughs> you know what I mean. So it just it just shows you, man. Like things yeah. happen in life, and you get caught up in, you know. There were some really good dudes that I liked coming out of that that class, man. Like Theron Collier, um, I thought he was, you know, really good. Yeah, man, it just I missed some of the guys that I felt like were going to do really well, and they just didn't pan out. Like that whole Northwestern class, 
with Ja'Cory and Tommy Streeter and Forreston and Aldarius Johnson. I think Sean Spence was probably the only one that turned out. But Brandon Washington, you know, there was guys that literally, you know, I thought were going to come in and just completely dominate. And just it didn't work out. And I thought Ja'Cory had a decent career at Miami. Um, I felt like Randy gave him the keys to the, to the car, per se, you know, because if you remember, like, number nine was a quarterback then, which was Robert Marv. You know, whenever Marv would make yeah. a mistake, bro, like, they threw Ja'Cory in, like, if threw a pick. But yeah. Ja'Cory would throw two or three picks, and Marv wouldn't come in to replace him. So, you know, I just felt like, you know, maybe Randy had said at some point, well, I put all my eggs in this Northwestern class. I might as well, you know, see what they can do. And, <laughs> I mean, they did decent. They didn't, you know. I think the 0-9 game against Florida State up in Tallahassee, Travis Benjamin, you know, catching the ball on like the two-yard line, uh, Greg Cooper, you know, Javaris James, you know, it's just those are, you know, those are some really good games up there. But at the same time, like you had a lot of uh, the Oklahoma game, you know, I think in, in 2010, if I'm not mistaken, you know, down here, um, I thought that was a good game. And that might have been 0-9 too, one of those. But Ray Ray Armstrong, you know, late, I think it was uh, DeMarco Murray came across and, Ray Ray just laid him on his ass, you know? So <laughs> good stuff, I, man. I just miss some of the old games, man. Like I'm not a big, I'm not a big YouTuber, but there's times I go on YouTube and I just sit and I watch games, man. I'm like, oh, yeah. because I'm like, we used to be so good. And then yeah. I look at some of those games and I'm like, man, we used to be so bad. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I mean, but, we used to, but you know, I mean, I know everybody is kind of in that thing. I mean, we've, we've been built up just to be let down and hurt you know, so many times, you know, you've been around for, for around this program forever. You know, do you think it's different this time? I think the proof of the pudding, right? I, I think you have a lot of hype. I think you have a lot of hoopla. I still feel like you're only as good as what you have on the field. Um, it'll be interesting to see. There's a couple of guys that I'm interested to see on how they're going to, how they're going to pan out. Number one is DJ Ivy. I think that's going to be my first and foremost person that I want to see what he's going to do with the new staff. I want to see how a is going to get a hold of him, how DVD is going to get a hold of him and how he's really going to be. Cause he's physical. He's got the tools being physical. I just think mentally he just, he gets lost in translation sometimes. Yeah. So I want to see what happens with DJ Ivy. Um, after that, I want to see what's going on with, with Don Chaney because his whole career he's been injury prone. You know, and that's why, like, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, I'm not against, like, the Trayvon Citizens or the Henry Parrishes say, you know what, I'm coming to go to Miami, because yeah. again, all it takes is one hit, and then Don's back down. I mean, you're coming off an ACL as a running back. Obviously, Frank did it twice, right? But not everybody's Frank Gore either. So, how are you going to respond to having, you know, a torn ACL and coming back to play? You know, Cam Harris is going through that. Um, you know, nothing. So those are the type of things that I want to think about is, is who, who, who is going to step up from last year's class to, to maybe break out. You know, I want to see what Al Blades is going to do this year. Obviously, you know, he took last year because of uh, some injuries and some COVID situations and some medical issues. How does he come back and fit into the mix? Right. Yeah. Cause you look at it, you got Cam, Avante and James back there. You got Tyreek back there. So that's four solid guys. So you got Takori Couch. Do I think Al Blades is better than Takori Couch? I think so, right? That's just me personally. But I think Al gives you a bigger body, a bigger frame, and it gives you, you know, more of a a mental uh, awareness of what's going on on the field, right? Yeah. Al's he's been bred for this, you know. But again, you got Takori. You got now. What happens with uh, Keontre Smith? 
Now, does he stay a linebacker? Does he move out? You have Gilbert Ferrison. What does he do now that the striker is not probably not going to be there? You know, again, I'm looking at Chase Smith as that's your middle linebacker. You know, I mean, yeah, Wesley Besaint. You know, you're going to have yeah Corey Flag. I don't know what's going to happen with Sam Brooks. You know, um, Tyreek Austin Cave is really looking really good physically from what I've seen. So it's going to be interesting to see what these coaches do coming in and say, okay, well, now we finally got you as a linebacker, you as a linebacker, you as a linebacker. Okay, now you're a corner, you're a corner, you're a safety. Like, I think they have legitimate coaches to tell these people yep. exactly where they need to be playing at. Yeah, man. And I mean, that's the thing. The entire depth chart is just, there, there's, I don't really think there's any way any of us can predict it, right? We can right. say how we think, especially when you look at that offensive line, right? Like, they're bringing bodies in. They're going to create competition with it. Um, Mirabal's no joke in there, right? So right. you know he's gonna he's gonna be pushing uh, for these guys as well. Um, you know, so I mean, it's uh, you know the the culture of competition is going to be there, man. That's for sure. So no, I, I got you. So <laughs> how are you doing that, man? <laughs> Where's our third guy? We we have anybody? Hello, hello, hello. Anybody here? Anybody here? Hey, hey, hey. So. I think in the long run, it's just having cyber. Let me put it back. Having the coaches put you in the right position and knowing where you need to be playing is going to be beneficial. You know, again, not knocking Manny Diaz, but at the same time, I just felt like him and Packy. And that's the thing, though. Like, you know, God bless Packy. You know, he's going to uh, wherever he's going um, to be the DC or whatever. That's incarnate word. Incarnate word, yeah. So, you know, when you have coaches like that, who is your linebacker coach, Manny and Packy, and your linebackers aren't producing, you got to take a look and say, wow, did you guys really know what you're doing? Because I don't think you did. You know, so, and that's one thing that we're missing. I know we're at the break in about 15 seconds. So, Bird, that would be our next question is who is going to be our linebacker coach? All right. Who? We'll find out when we get back. Well, actually, we won't find out, but we'll talk about it when we get back. <laughs> we'll make a guess. <laughs> That's right. Listen to the Kang Gang Radio Show. One more segment to follow. Y'all get ready for this, and we'll uh, we'll be right back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see what's a bad idea to do that? I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> 
Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. thing about doing this sometimes is again this is the last segment but sometimes we go to break a little early but at the same time it is what it is <laughs> i think we went to break just a tad early but you know what we give the commercial more time to make some money no, we were lined up right there really i thought it was six and a half six no we're, we're off that's all right Frank don't care. that's right that's what i'm saying it gives <laughs> it, it gives it, it gives the students over there a slam ready an opportunity to say okay well we got to fill this little 30 second gap with something so, you know what? We'll make them work. We got to make them earn their A's over there at, at Slam Charter School. Yeah, so. no doubt. No doubt. So, yeah, man. I mean, you were uh, you were asking as we went to uh, we went to break who's going to be the linebacker coach. And before I think we sit, we make our <clears throat> predictions or say, I do want to call out the fact that um, I have zero inside connections. You know, we're not insiders. We don't try to be breaking news here or anything. Um, but just operating off pure guesses, Radakovich. I called that one from the moment we let break go, right? <clears throat> Just that he was the best candidate for the job. Uh, I managed to uh, I managed to call um, the Gattis thing as well a little bit ahead of time, right? Just saying that, hey, it would be great if he was because he fits uh, Mario's offensive style. Uh, I mentioned it a couple insider circles on, on Steel too. So that being said, I want to say that I think um, – I think we're, we're going to have another surprise. I think Travis Williams is going to come in and, and be that linebacker coach. You think that he's going to leave Central Florida with Gus Malzahn as a D.C. to come yes. back to be a linebacker coach? Two reasons. Number one, Kevin Steele, because he's close with him. Right? Mm-hmm. I know he's close with Gus, too. Don't get me wrong. Number two, money. What do you think that, what do you think that they're paying him right now at – Five six hundred thousand. So, what do you think the price point is over here? Seven or eight, potentially. Yep, potentially. Because here, here's the thing: like we talked about this. I mean, you know, you, you know, I know everybody can try to do the, the math on the eight million dollar assistant budget. I don't think there is a budget. Like I think we said that earlier in the show. 
I think Moyo's got a blank check. And it's pretty much like, hey, whatever you need to do, within reason, go do. <laughs> Correct. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, you know, if you got the opportunity and you get, you know, one of the best linebacker coaches in the country, one of the best recruiters in the country, who's also called their own defense now at a at a good program, and you say, hey, what's it going to take to get you to take this job? And he says, it's going to take me $775,000 on a three-year deal. But do right. you think – do you, do you think – Again, he was here two weeks and then left. You don't think there's some some bridges there that were burned no. or no? No. You think it's, it's, think it's just business? Maybe with Manny. <laughs> I'm saying no, you think you just think it was business? Yeah, absolutely. It's the same thing, like look, it's it's the same thing like with the with the BMAC situation, you know. I don't agree with the with the, with the decision, but he made the, the decision that he felt was best for him. You know, he's probably a bad example because I don't think that guy could ever come back here now. Or probably he'll probably never coach with Mario again after that. But I mean, we don't know. You know, you don't know how Jeez. this stuff operates in the in the background. That's that's the thing all Kansas fans got to get used to too. Like, there are no there are going to be no leaks out of this program, man. There's no no. I mean, no obviously, like obviously, I'm friends with some coaches. You know, we talk here and there. Um, things that are revealed, like or discussed or revealed to me. Um, I don't necessarily, I don't share them with anybody because at the end of the day, it's not my place. But in, you know? but in a lot of cases, like you and I talk about this stuff all the time, they don't know in a lot of cases. They're kind of like, oh, y'all right. know as much as we do, right? Mm-hmm. And some of that's probably authentic and some of it's probably already all, all also, you know, they've, you know, pricked their finger with blood to say, you know, this doesn't go anywhere, you know, but that's, that's good, man. That's, that's a, that's a Alabama type trait inside of a program that you need to have to build yourself into a perennial yep. championship contender. Correct. So I'll, look, I'm all about it, man. You know, like, look, we'll, we'll find out when they're ready for us to find out, you know, and then when we do find out, it's just our job to support, man. That's it. Well, that's why, like, I don't really, it's like recruiting. I don't get all hyped up over recruiting because again, recruiting is just that you're putting all your eggs into a basket for a 17, 18 year old kid. And then when it doesn't happen, then you want to bash the kid on social media or wherever you want to do that, right? Same thing with coaches. Like coaches come, coaches go. It's a business. You support when they're here, right? And when they leave, you continue to support. You root them on. You cheer for them. You know. Then again, like this this coming year, you know, we'll get to see Feely, uh, Jess Simpson, Coach Ish. You know, they're coming here. You know, back in. You know, obviously where I sit, I'll get to be right up there talking to them. You know what I mean? Because again, you build relationships with these people. So you yep. think it's T will. It's just stab in the dark, man. You know, honestly, there's there's really not a lot of <laughs> not a lot of linebacker coaches out there. there. There's one that name that I threw out there at the beginning though, um, is uh, what's the name? Uh, I think it's Raymond Woody from FAU. Mm. It's just because he's just he's connected here, but there's really not a lot of guys that are out there that are that are that are linebacker coaches or that are available, right? So. You know, and who's to say that you know Steele's not going to keep the linebackers, and you bring in a, you know, let Salavea do the uh, the DTs and bring in a DN coach. You know, thing is, we're not going to know until these positions are are finalized, and you know, and we know, and that's okay. Like, look, do your thing, build us, build us the right way. That's all I want is the is the win. Um, I don't care, man. You know, I don't need to. I don't need to know until. You know, really, I think we need to have them in place by spring ball. Let's let's put it that way. If we were to put a timeline on it, like, you know, if you don't have them in place by spring ball, then, you know, there's there's some questions. 
because the guys need direction. You know, your your philosophy needs to be fully into place. Everybody needs to be bought into it. You know, and it, it needs to start on the field when you start, you know, running X's and O's. That stuff all needs to be in place. But up until then. Give you Michael Barrow. Hey, you know, that's a that's a that's a that's another great name. What's he even doing these days? Is he in Seattle? I think he's in Seattle. Yeah. But you know, Clint Hurd just got promoted to DC. Ken Dorsey got promoted to OC, you know. Yeah. But th- but they were not good enough to coach here, according I, to Yeah, I, you know how it is, man. It's just <laughs> both it's, NFL it's coordinators, now nah, they were they weren't good enough for here. <laughs> There's just a lot going on, man. That's why like you know, you, you made a great point. Not trying to be an insider, just like I'm just a fan. I'm a season ticket holder. Obviously, you know, yeah, I, I know things, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, for me, man, I'm just going to have fun. I'm going to watch the game. I'm going to cheer on the kids, cheer on the coaches, win or lose. And you know what? I, that That's how I live my life. To, to look at all that that insider info and all the people that we talk to, both inside the walls of the program, outside the walls of the program, you know, our groups and people that we're in group messages with and people we go to games with and all that stuff, man, you know, there was a lot of smoke out there all year last year of, Oh, this is happening. And that's happening. Right. I just kind of, I had the same reaction, all of it. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Wow. Great. Didn't repeat any of it. I'm glad I didn't because I would say 50% of it was BS, but 50% of it was true too. Some of the things, you know, some of the things legitimately ended up happening, but some of them people couldn't have been further off on. You know, I think that's a product of a lot of people, you know, make educated guesses towards this stuff. Yeah. You know, and they follow, you know, this and they try to say, oh, this is what's going to happen. And trust me, I've got sources and blah, 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 blah. You know, just just let it be, man. <laughs> you know, we'll all find out together. It's OK. All I know is we're going to find out. And you're not going to find out from Bethune-Cookman. You're not going to find out through Southern Miss. You're going to find out how ready and how prepared and how good the University of Miami is when they fly out, you know, to College Station to play Texas A&M. Because that's going to be an atmosphere. It's going to be an atmosphere. Oh, it's going to be amazing. And, look, we're already, you know, we're already booked and ready to roll out there, man. Like, that thing is is going down, man. I can't wait. But here's, here's the thing I was thinking of looking at that schedule, and I actually put this out on Twitter. Those first four games are going to drive our fan base absolutely insane. They're going to be calling for Mario's head. You know why? Because you're playing three games against cupcake opponents, right? What are you going to do against a cupcake opponent? Run the ball, right? You're going to get up. Maybe, maybe. I mean, but again, when you got someone like Tyler Van Dyke, you know, you saw it even against uh, um, Central Connecticut. They just aired that. They aired it out. I mean, at the end of the day, like. So the Bethune-Cookman, how long you let Tyler in for? First half? It depends. Uh, I mean, I, I think you have to – I think first half is a fair fair assessment. But, yeah. again, if, if he's riding, you know, and, and he's hot, like I'm not saying, you know, you pull him, but maybe after three. Yeah, and then you give Jake and Ja'Curry some, some time too. Yeah, I mean, I think you go three three quarters. You know, yeah. Southern Miss, you know, again, I think that's an all that's an all-game type situation. Because you've got, you've got to get ready for A&M the following week. You know, yeah. you come back from Middle Tennessee – why, why do you need to play someone like like Tyler Van Dyke? That's where I look at. Hey, it's the same thing like Central Connecticut. Let Jake start. Let him yeah. just get his feet wet. Blah blah blah. Because then you have a bye week, and then you come. You know, you get ready for uh, uh, North Carolina yeah. coming home. But you have those three teams, right? Which you agree. You know, look, we're going to get up. You know, there's no reason we shouldn't be up and up early. 
and then you you know Moria's just going to run the ball until you get the get the win, right? Mm-hmm. Secure the win. It doesn't make sense to to be airing it out, right? Who are you trying to appease, right? But then you have that Texas A and M environment, right? And everything about that environment <laughs> screams, you know, I mean, it's loud, it's hostile, screams run the ball. I mean, you're looking those first four games of the year, I believe we're running 65, 70% of the time, right? But then you get into Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that. I can definitely see you running the ball. And again, you're going to have a plethora of backs. So I think at some point you got to try to feed the beast, give the belly, you know, like let's feed them, let's feed them, let's feed them. And again, what that does is it still allows your old line to gel. You know, again, yep. it's because you're going to need the old line to be be consistent as you get into ACC play, right? I don't mm-hmm. think Carolina is going to be a trouble game. You know, then no. after Carolina, you have Duke coming here. I don't see that being a trouble no. game. Then I think the 22nd, um, Virginia I'm sorry, Tech. I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm sorry. You have Carolina, then Vatek. Yep. So you have Carolina, then you go to Vatek, then you come back for Duke, then you go back for Virginia. Then you come back for Florida State. Then you go to Georgia Tech. Then you go to Clemson. So I think <laughs> it's you know again. Then you end you end with Pitt at home. You know uh, Thanksgiving uh, right after Thanksgiving. But okay. you're right. I think that old line has got to get to a point. Um, and that's not a bad assessment, Bert. I, I, yeah, you know you think about that because again, if you're dropping back and you're slinging the ball, yeah, you got to worry about you know uh, pass protection and you know things like that. But at the same time, you want that old line to start gelling together in order to run the ball consistently. Yeah. But then you look at that that back two the back out the back two thirds of the season, right? Which is the eight ACC games. I think they absolutely let it loose with with TVD. And I think he's going to be throwing it all over the yard the same way that he was uh to end last year. So I, I man it's but we it's know our fan, we know our fan base is the thing though. Right? Yeah and people yeah. are going to be melting down. You know, even if we win Texas A&M, which I, I think we're going to, right? I mean, just because I'll never pick us to lose, right? But, you know, you come in there, you're 4-0, and we're running the ball 65% of the time. You're going to have people in there, oh, this is crazy. We're never going to win like this, blah, Correct. blah, blah. But if you look at Alabama, on, Alabama just grinds it, and then they take a shot here and there, right? It's yeah. stop us up front, you know, and then once you stop us, then it's like, okay, then we'll, we'll hit you over the top. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, listen, we're gonna we're gonna play hypotheticals. We're gonna say this. We're gonna, say that. We're gonna <laughs> it's the off season, man. That's what we do. The off season. We're gonna talk about this, you know, until we're blue in the face, you know. Nope. And I'm I, we need to try to get a hold of. I'm trying to get a hold of Cam Gorby. I'd love to try to get a hold of him and sure. see what's going on for the spring game and uh, seeing about maybe covering that because you know I think we we've done our due time. You know, again, we're going on almost two years here on SiriusXM, you know, Channel One Four Five with Slam Radio. Um, I, I, I gotta, I gotta think that that means something. You know, being yeah. on, you know, national national air for two and a half, almost two years, um, going into, you know, to the season, and we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? So, nope. yeah, I, I want to try to get more content um, as far as, you know, for the show. I want to be able to. You know, get clips, get pressers, you know, little things like that that we can add. You know, maybe by next week we'll have a couple different things, you know, brewing, and then uh, we'll go from there. You know, obviously tonight we were supposed to have a guest. You know, I, that's a, that's a thing, man. You know, because you you say, you know, how oh, I got a guest, and, you know, they said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last minute things happen, man, you know, and then it is what yeah. it is, and you just 
you keep moving and then hopefully you know you come reschedule. On. Yeah, and we maybe reschedule. And... Show, but I mean, I think it's I think it's okay to say you know um, John Rudy, John Ruiz was going to come on and spend some time with us, just talking about you know not so much just you know the things in Twitter spaces and oh you know this and that on NIL, but we were going to take some time just to get to just to get to kind of know him and know his, yeah. his story growing up. Yeah, I mean, he's, uh, his entire family is lifelong Miami graduates. He's done a lot of philanthropic work in the in the community. So, um, yeah, I mean, he, he, he kind of texted us here at the last second and said, hey, something really important came up and can't jump on, but uh, I'll, you know, come on in the next couple of weeks with you guys. So, yeah. no worries. Yeah, it should be interesting. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, that's it's nice having guests on because it, it changes the perspective and you get to ask certain questions. And, you know, that's why last week, man, I loved having Zach McLeod on because, you know, that's awesome, man. Yeah. You know, that that's why you build relationships because at the end of the day, when you when you want to talk to somebody, you know, those those people are, are genuine enough to say, you know what, I got you. You know, yep. you, no you've doubt. always done me right, you know. Um, you know, again, and, and I've never had anybody I, at any time, I've never been blocked on Twitter, I've never been, you know, blocked on Facebook or on, <laughs> on Instagram. Like I just and again, like I don't need, I don't need approval, and I don't need status. Oh well, this guy's following me, or I, I don't need that. So I, I'm going to tell you this on air because I, I, I figured out what happened with the person who blocked me and how it happened. So, so Derek King blocked me, right? <laughs> for the for the for the listeners, right? And uh, you know, we've had D on the on the show here with us before, right? Um, you know, and I like, I just saw that he blocked me. I'm like, what the heck? Like that's crazy. I've never said anything bad about him. Love that guy. You know, so um, Co messages him. He's like, "Hey, man, you you block Bird? What's up?" So he, you know, he unblocks me and everything. But I finally figured out. It's you know, the people somebody, who hacked his account. Somebody hacked his account, and I re- I retweeted him. Was like, "Hey, don't fall for this. That's that's not King, right? He's Correct. Slinging PS fives. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what he told me. Yeah, that's what he told me. He's like, probably whoever whoever you know hacked my account. Yeah. Um. You know. <laughs> whoever, Crazy. I'm like, how did he block me? What did I say? <laughs> that's what happens, yeah. man. You know, that, that, that's your social media. That's a social media network for you, man. Like, so, Hey, we, we got a minute to go, man. Super Bowl, what Cincinnati by 10, Cincinnati by 10. Give me Cincinnati a score. By 10. Uh, 28. No, I can't do 28. I'll do 31, 21. I'm going to pick LA just because the last game of the year, I'm going to pick against you, even though I, I really want Cincinnati to win, but I'm going to pick, uh, I'm going to pick, uh, LA, uh, 3330. Okay. So anyway. you're going to go with the field goal kicker for, for the win? <laughs> yeah. Since that's pretty much what the playoffs have been is your field goal kickers. Like it's, it's crazy. The, the, like the last, the last six, seven games have been nothing but field goals, man. It's just, it's bananas. Unreal. So, Unreal. but you know, I like since I just want Cincinnati win, even though I, I think LA will win. I think that I think the Rams have a better team. I'm just going to go with the underdog, you know? Yep. Yep. You know, I, I like Joe Burrow. I like what he stands for. Um, you know, I, again, we talked about it earlier. I just don't think that they have a good old line, but we'll see. We'll see. If you can beat them, you know, more power to you. You know, the, the Rams created like a super team, trying to get Von Miller at the last minute, trying to help all that out, you know. But I'm going Cincy, baby, so right, it is man. what it is. All right. Well, listen, man, we appreciate you guys tuning in to another edition of the Kang Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Uh, again, we do everything covering University of Miami. Sometimes we get off kilter, we get off script, but it is what it is. Uh, we'll catch, <laughs> that's it. We'll catch you guys next week. Y'all be good. Have a great weekend. Go Canes.
The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.